Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. Oh, I have suffered an attack and I am now distraught and anxious. Can you help me? Uh, no, but I can recommend therapy. And welcome to another fine episode of Pandas Talking Games. I am one of your hosts, Phil, who is actually in therapy on a regular basis. <laughs> I am, and I am your other host, Senda, who is also in therapy on a regular basis. Um, and uh, today we are answering a topic that came to us from Powell on Slack, who asked, how do you do emotional states from masks as hit points? Someone punches you and you are suddenly insecure. I'm having a hard time understanding and framing it. Which makes perfect sense, right? Like when you just approach it like that, it is a little bit weird to wrap your head around. So we are going to jump into it. We're going to absolutely directly answer Powell's question um, because we both have some experience playing masks. Honestly, Phil probably has more experience playing masks, but we've both definitely played and enjoyed this game. Um, And then we're going to just kind of expand it and let it breathe out into other types of non-physical damage, using them in games and why you should care. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But first, we got to talk about what is damage. Yes, we need a definition. Even Absolutely. Yes. So damage is a measure of how many negative consequences a character can take before their narrative agency is removed. Yes. Which is a long way of saying uh, how much punishment can your character take until they did. Yeah. Removed from the story. Right. But yeah, let's, I mean, for a second, let's break that down, right? So negative consequences means that something in the game is adversely affecting your character, right? Something has not gone your way. Like you have been hit with a sword, shot with a gun. You have been cut with a, um, with some sort of insult, right? Mm -hmm. Those are negative consequences. Those are usually the result of a failed check of some sort like you failed to defend yourself you were you know failed to absorb an attack something like that flip that over in some games that's just it means that the gm made a successful attack yeah right like your armor class failed to defend you yeah okay um and then what we mean is your narrative agency is basically what you are what your character is able to do in the game as long as your character is functional in some form you have some agency in the game by which you can do stuff in the game now penalties may be assessed as you become more injured right so certain things like skill checks make it harder your movement might might be hampered you might uh, lose some of your action economy but at some point you have crossed a threshold where all of your agency is removed typically in games that's death Or some games taken out. Taken out or knocked out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the most recognizable damage construct that we all know and understand is the beloved hit point. Mm -hmm. It is uh, so ingrained into us that it has transcended tabletop role-playing games. It is found all over video games. Mm 
Yep. It can be found in board games uh, and it can even be found in common vernacular. Geek, sometimes geeks will say things like I, have, you know, you bang your toe and taken a few hit points of damage mm-hmm. kind of thing. Right. Like we, we all make jokes around those kinds of things. When we look at hit points as a mechanism for measuring damage, what we are looking at is hit points are a numeric ablated ablative measure that through attrition results in your loss of narrative agency. So what does that mean? When we say numeric, right, hit points are a number, typically, right? We have 10, 20, 50, 100 hit points. It's ablative. When you take damage, you lose your hit points. Your hit points become less, right? You go from 20 hit points to 16 hit points to 12 to eight to one, whatever. Uh, And through attrition, right? So when we are fighting somebody, if we're using hit points and we're talking about a generic um, D20 style game, you are hitting a person until they run out of hit points, right? Until through, they just are out of hit points and are done. That's Mm -hmm. how you kill a character in Pathfinder 3.0, like about a bajillion other games. Yes. Okay. That's only one way to measure damage. So different games deal with this in different ways, depending on the designer's preference. So uh, we can have wound levels, right? So wound levels are just things like uh, light damage, medium damage, heavy damage, debt, mortal damage, debt. That's actually, I think, the original Cyberpunk 2020 wound levels. Mm-hmm. Um, and in Cyberpunk uh, 2013, they had a thing. It was like a little table, how much damage you took based on your against your body type. And it told you like you have suffered a light wound. And if you oh. got like another light wound, it went to a medium wound. But there were no hit points or anything, just wounds. Okay. Um, but it required you to have like a little table. <laughs> but there was um, still a bunch of math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you are looking at something like Fate or Cortex Prime, uh, uh, let me park Cortex Prime for a second. Let me start with yeah, Fate. Yeah. If you're looking at Fate, you have stress tracks. There's uh, typically a physical stress track and there's typically a mental stress track. In Cortex Prime, you can have stress, but that is not a uh, core component of the game. It is a mod. Yeah. You add stress tracks to your game as a modification to the core system. And other games may have other ways of dealing with this. A, A large amount of them have hit points. It's a pretty easy concept to get your head around. Yeah. And we're all very used to it. Yeah. So again, damage is a thing that you take until you are taken out of the story. Yes. So give us then, since we want to talk very specifically about non-physical damage, can you give us the rundown on masks and how masks in particular deals with damage and how that hooks up with the genre and the damage feels? Sure. In this moment, I think it would have been cooler if I had done a little more research on this since I haven't played this game in a while. But but I believe I still remember all the basics of it. If you are currently playing masks or have a better memory of me and want to correct me later, feel free. I'm going to do my best here. But in masks, the main form of damage are what are called conditions. And so there are quick one, two, three, four, five conditions. Angry, afraid, guilty, hopeless, and insecure. And uh, each time you take a condition, right? So 
the way you take conditions in the game is a move will either tell you to take a condition or if you have uh, got a six minus on a roll, the GM can can put a condition on you, right, as damage. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes it will be a specific condition. Other times you get to pick the condition. And what they do is they wind up giving you a minus two uh, to one of the moves, one or more moves in the game. And as you know, in PBTA, a minus two is a not trivial thing yeah. to overcome. Yeah. It will definitely switch, you know, uh, success, you know, it can, it can move you down a success bracket kind of thing. So once you, all right, so that's how you, like, that's how you get them. You get them because something happens in the game and you're like assigned one of these uh, conditions or you pick one. Now, the idea being is that you're superheroes. So instead of in this case, this is a game about teenage superheroes. And really, and I think this is a thing that um, sometimes gets overlooked in this game. This isn't a game about superhero combat. There are other superhero games that do like more detailed superhero combat much better. This is a game about teenage superheroes and teenage emotions yeah through the lens of being teenage superheroes yeah where every all the all the emotions can be escalated because they're superheroes yeah i used to joke that the my secret for running masks was 30 minutes of combat and an hour of dealing with your emotions afterwards yes <laughs> right so it's 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 not a game where you are like can iron man do enough damage to defeat the Hulk? Yeah. The answer is no. But but it, the, in game mechanics purposes, you're not trying to like wear down an opponent from hit points or whatever. You are assigning conditions. And the idea is that we're abstracting that physical damage in these kind of teen story comic books isn't the most interesting thing going on in this game. Yes, they're they're getting hurt. Yes, they're getting punched, pushed through walls, blasted or whatever. But it's more about what emotion rises up in their teen, undeveloped prefrontal cortex from what is happening to them in the moment, right? How are they dealing with the damage that's occurring in the game. Like they just got blasted through a wall by this supervillain. Are they afraid? Like, wow, I've bit off more than I can chew. And I think I'm, a, my, I think my character's afraid. Like I'm going to, I'm going to get killed out here. It could be hopeless. Like every attack I've done to this, to this villain hasn't done a thing. I can't do anything. They could be angry. Like, I, I can't believe that I just got punched through this wall. I'm I, like, I'm going to come back and tear them apart kind of thing. The point of it is that at the end of combat, your character may have one or more conditions. And again, collecting them in combat is somewhat interesting. The more interesting part of this game is actually the second part of this damage track, which is how do you get rid of them? So. Unlike hit points where like a cure light wound spell or a back to chamber, you know, replenishes your ablated points in masks, the way that you clear conditions is to act out. Yeah. And, and the idea being is that we're shifting the healing 
from something physical, which is just time, science, regeneration, right? None Magic. of those are, those yeah. are fine, but they're not terribly interesting for a teen, telling teenage stories. We're shifting the healing to how do you deal with the emotions that were stirred up in you in this fight? How do you deal with them outside of the fight? Now, yeah. there is a move called comfort and support, which can help actually clear conditions. But if you are without comfort and support, like somebody to interact with, uh, you can just act out and make one of these go away. But when you act out, they're not good. They, they're not good for the character. They're great for the story. Like, for instance, if you are angry, um, you need to hurt someone or break something important. Yes. Uh, if you are afraid, you need to run from something difficult. Yeah. Okay, on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so those become uh, genre enforcing, right? Because yeah, it's a story about teenage emotions. Exactly, right? So it, 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 the way to think about masks is masks is not a game about physically punishing bad guys or taking or how much physical punishment your character can take. It is about superhero fights and these teens who are just a mess of emotions and how they're going to deal with their emotions after the fight yeah. or sometimes you During. can do it in the middle, in of, the the middle fight. of the fight sure yes if you yeah. need to clear a condition in a rush uh you could do it right in the middle of a fight yep and it's going to make uh, relationships and social complications for you that yeah. will have repercussions to the story going forward it's yeah, like fun. <laughs> I'll give a quick for instance. I one I had a character who um was in uh Super's game that Chris was running. Uh and he was in the Nova, so he's like full of power kind of thing. I think he was the Nova. Nah, no, he wasn't the Nova. I forget. But anyway, he was like full of solar energy, like super strong flight, that kind of thing. And I had taken the condition angry. And I came home and confronted my parents about something not superhero related. I think it was mundane, but it went poorly. And I think, oh, because I think I tried the comfort and support move with them and it failed or oh something. Oh boy, yeah. Right, I, I can't remember, but whatever it was, it wasn't cleaned up. It didn't clear because of dealing, like talking to my parents. So I promptly went out in the driveway and kicked my mother's car into the into the tree across the yard. Yeah, oops. Which was break something important, right? So I yes. cleared, I got to clear my anger. Um, but you... Yeah. I bent mom's my mom's car. car around a tree and then flew off. Yeah. In a well, fit so, of superhero rage. So I have a question. Do you remember how you got the condition angry in that Oh, I scenario? got into a fight. I got into yeah. a fight and got punched by something. And then I was, you know, at the time I got punched, the question was, how does that make you feel? And I was like, well, I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm pissed because I just got punched. Right, because I should have beaten this person or whatever. And I was like, I'm pissed. So, like, I just took it with me and stormed off kind of thing. Yeah. And you okay. just, the thing to remember, I think, is that, um, you know, if you haven't, this is definitely a game about um, younger folks who have not learned how to, um, process the emotions yeah. that they're gaining in uh, these fights in healthy ways. Um, and so, you know, you still got punched. And oh, that yeah, sucks. no, you're, you got to lean you know. into the teen part of this. Yeah, um, really hard to make it work. Yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to go with like, there are no, con like, you do not think through consequences. No. Act before you think. Yes. Right. Blow up when necessary. Yes. 
I, I was at one point the the leader of the team. And then in an argument, I was like, fine, vote me out if you don't want me to be the leader of the team or something. And then they voted somebody else as leader did. of the team. <laughs> and then I like went off and sulked for a while. Kind of like You just have to, you have to embrace that. Now, if, if you're, so if that is not your cup of tea, right? If that's not your cup of tea and you want to play something that is much more uh, attrition based, right? Then there are other games in the superhero genre that will fit that a lot better. Yeah, I think the question is um, not even necessarily attrition based, but um, what kind of story do you want to tell? What is the important part to the story? What is the question you're answering? Is the question, can the superheroes defeat the bad guys? Because that's something where you need to know, can they take the hits? Can they live through it? If the question is, um, you know, how do how do these teens get through the rest of their lives with all of the emotion that they end up with, you know, as baggage? Um, that's what masks does, right? That's yeah, the story and, and if you tells. take too many, if you take too many conditions, you're taken out. Yeah. Like you go down, which is again, which is also encouragement for uh, blow up and deal with them. Yeah. Blow up you have to deal with out. them badly. Yeah. Yes. Deal, deal with them badly in the moment. Um, it's a, it's a cool way to make that that emotional pressure cooker moment mm-hmm. for the characters and 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 for the the group together, which is fun when everybody's carrying some conditions. Um, well, and there's sometimes things like, okay, guys, I have to get rid of a condition, and I'm gonna just run away. Yeah. And player to player, you're player like, to player, you're like, hey, uh, I gotta like, do this. Gotta do what you gotta yeah. do, right? Like, and then from yeah. a team well, from perspective, character to character, they're like. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like we're gonna have a scene later where it's yeah. like, why did you run? Yeah, like, yeah. what are we gonna do about this? Absolutely. Like, you're not the leader anymore. <laughs> exactly. Because you ran away. Whatever yeah, that's not why I wasn't the leader, but yes, but I that's was exactly. making it up, but yes, it could be. Anyway, though. to go back to so back to Powell's original question, that's the thing about masks, about the emotional states, because it's not really emotional states as hit points; it's emotional states as the damage track that is how many negative consequences can you take before your agency is removed yeah and i think the key thing to remember is just because the game only cares about tracking your emotional conditions doesn't mean that physical damage doesn't happen as part of the story right so like you did take the punch and from a story perspective there may be narrative pieces of that that you describe right like you have a big old Mm -hmm. bruise on your face or whatever you might be insecure from that because you thought you could block it but you couldn't or you might be insecure from it because you care a lot about your appearance as a teen and now you look like crap because you have a black eye or something right so the condition can be the consequence of taking the physical damage and it's not saying you didn't take the physical damage it's just it's just saying this isn't the part of the story that we're interested in telling so we're not going to track that part we're going to track the conditions part yeah, the emotional th- part this isn't the thing that takes you out of the story. Yeah. Yeah. You're a superhero. You can take a lot of physical damage. We're just going to assume that you can. But how much can you take mentally um, before you just can't engage anymore? And and you actually can be taken out by taking all, like, I think if yeah. you fill all the conditions, you, you actually can out. be taken yeah. out. Yeah. But, you know, the acting out gives you a way to vent them. Yeah, to clear them. To clear, like, to, you can, it's hard to get taken out in masks. It's yeah, much easier it, to just vent. Yeah. You can just vent a few things, do something really not well thought out in a game, like in the middle of combat and clear a condition. Yeah. 
So, okay. Anyway, that's, yeah. uh, that's, that's as much as I remember about masks. Uh, <laughs> I think it's a fun game. If you like young justice, this is the game that you want to play. Yes. Yeah, okay. it it has a very specific superhero subgenre and it does that very very well. And so, you know, just make sure that it's it matches up with the intent 100%. for play that you have in mind. Yeah. Cool. Let's uh let's now uh broaden that topic out. Sure. And let's talk about non-physical types of damage. Sure. Because other games have it. Yeah, they definitely do. And you may want it for another game. Like maybe you're making, maybe you're doing a a fake game. Maybe you're making up your own fake game. Maybe you're building something in Cortex Prime. Maybe you want to just make a house rule for a current game you're playing because you want to have something that is a damage track that is not just physical damage. Yeah, maybe there's just something else interesting for the story that you're going to tell that is either more interesting or equally as interesting to physical damage. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Do you want to talk specifically about any of the ones that you're using? Like, um, if we talk about face, fate stress tracks for sure, which I, mean, I guess I'm not I was, currently using. Yeah, I'm not currently <laughs> using, but like, but it was, I guess, is what I was sort of steering into it with my last statement because, of course, fate has a stress track for both physical and like mental stress, right? Yeah, like, mental emotional stress. Mental emotional stress. I think it's just called mental, but I yeah. think it is too. I was trying to remember. <laughs> yeah. So in in fate in in fate core, there are two stress tracks, uh, representing the fact that a person can be physically taken out in a game. That is the the their physical stress track is filled up, and there's an emotional one that they could be emotionally taken out of the game. Yeah. Which is cool because it basically acknowledges that, um, you know, you could choose to play a a different shift on the game or mix these two together, right? Um, Wherein you want to focus more on the social stuff and the social Mm -hmm. skills and those kinds of things, which a straightforward physical hit points track doesn't really track super well. You, You couldn't, you would have to do something pretty specific, to accomplish the feeling of something like the Princess Bride duel of wits, right? Exactly. In D&D, it would be a challenge. Um, I mean, you would probably have to, you know, do something specific or customized for that particular instance. Or, or you might do something really... Um, so there's two ways to go, right? You could either make something up, which is kind of what we're encouraging here. But the other thing that could happen, which is it's somewhat... It fits in the confines of the game. It may or may not be as interesting as you want it to be, is that it could just be a pair of um, like competing wisdom checks or something. Right. right? And it would just go back and forth, but. Well, not even back and forth, right? Like you could just literally, you could abstract the whole, you could could abstract the whole duel to just each of you make a wisdom check, the higher, like if you can beat his wisdom check, you know where the, you know where the um, Iocane powder is. Sure. I mean, but so just comparing that to the amount of back and forth and intensity and assumed sort of ongoing attrition that we have from combat in D&D. That's where like having a social stress track, a mental stress track, emotional stress track, whatever you want to call it, gives you the opportunity to treat those social, mental, whatever situations with the same amount of intensity and commitment and all of those things that you get from combat. Right. Hallelujah. <laughs> exactly the point, right? Yes. That's the whole point. When I said, oh, you could just reduce it to two you wisdom could. checks. It's boring. That's not, like, <laughs> that might be okay for a certain scene, but that's not 
emulating the back and forth dual of wits. Yeah. Right. So yes, that is hundred percent your point by, and we're going to get to that in a second about why, why to have them. We'll jump to that. We'll, we'll come right back yeah, to we'll that. Yeah, we'll come point. back to it. Yes. All right. So fate, anyway, we talked fate. about stress tracks. Yes. In Cortex Prime, you can also put in stress tracks. They are a mod. For instance, in my Ox game where frustration and physical damage are kind of the same. Yeah. Because they just don't happen. Like physical damage doesn't happen a lot in my game unless like you almost fall into, um, I think it happened to Jerry recently where he fell into the, he fell off his boat, off a hovercraft and got like knocked against by these like giant um, alligator things while trying to administer a pheromone to get them to change their course from where they were heading to on land. It's a very ox thing. Anyway, (laughs) physical damage and frustration are kind of negative outcomes of failed roles in in Ox. And so Ox has just one stress track. Yeah. Like that's it. Just has one stress track and it just absorbs all of those things. It's very nondescript. Yeah. And it and it is a stress track, not a physical stress track, not a mental etc. Right. Like yeah, it's just stress. stress. You just take stress. Yes. But it could be physical, it could be emotional, and it doesn't separate them. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, the other kind, like other kinds of things can be represented by stress tracks. So like if you are playing a game of say political maneuvering yeah. where your reputation. Yeah. Might be the is key your thing. social capital. Yeah. Like you could create a game or there are games that have that feature as a damage track where you can lose and gain your reputation and there are negative outcomes when you run out of your reputation. Yes. Yeah. Or you may not be able to engage in the politics anymore because yeah, or you get taken no out. one will talk to you. Right. So like, but I mean, which is basically taken out, but like, you know, from the perspective of this being a political maneuvering game, that's what taken out looks like. Yeah. You might just get like kicked story. out of the capital, like sent right. back to your lands, like you're inconsequential. Whatever. You're not allowed back into the court. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So big question. Why have non-physical damage? In games. Yeah, this this gets back to me getting very passionate a minute ago. And it's because it represents something important in the game, right? Mm-hmm. And, and this is, if we just go back to masks, this is really about what is the focus of this game and how does the game mechanically reinforce that focus. The focus of masks is teenagers having big feelings and trying to deal with them. And poorly. so, yeah, and to dealing with them poorly, yeah. So the mechanics of the game, you take damage to those feelings and mechanically it's reinforced that, A, you you take damage to those feelings, basically, and B, that the way that you get rid of them is by acting on them in the story. So it enforces that loop where you have to take actions that are not necessarily positive actions for your character, right? But mechanically they are because you have to clear that condition. Um, But also, you know, if this were a game that was, we were doing the Princess Bride, there's like combat and stuff and you've got to be able to do, you know, awesome fencing, sword fights, um, danger, kissing, anyway. Um, But you also have to be able to do a lot of these like mental gymnastics, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and that's stuff like a duel of the wits, um, or, you know, if you're, I don't know how, why this would necessarily come up, but you don't know if you're playing buttercup and you're having the conversation, um, with Humperdinck and he says, I'll send out my fastest ships. 
do you believe him or not, right? Like that conversation can become something that you can mechanically play towards a conclusion that is interesting, right? Because you're jockeying for position and power in that conversation and you get to find out who kind of gets their way at the end of that conversation. And that's more interesting, potentially, um, depending on the focus of the story that you're telling, that may be a more interesting thing for you to focus on. Or maybe, you know, having two stress tracks means we're focused on both of these things. We're, we're really interested in the results of physical combat and we're really interested in the results of the sort of mental combat, right? Sure. We want to be able to track both. Yeah. And, I, you know, if we go to something like, if we go back to something like masks, right? Masks is, this is a case where the mechanics of the game are showing you what's important in the game. Yeah, a very strong way. The the (laughs) game's premises, we're talking about teenagers' feelings through this cool lens of being teenage superheroes. Yes. The mechanics of the game then tell you the same thing. Right. In in public access, the um, Jason Cordova horror game that I'm playing right now that Chris is running, uh, you get conditions... And um, the way that you get rid of conditions, you have two choices um, because this is a Brindlewood game, right? You can turn a key. Yep. Right. Um, Those keys, those are tracks that kind of lead to like one of them is like all about your childhood and and childhood trauma. The other one is more supernatural and terrible. Yes. Um, And that one is more terminal. Yes. Um, in terms of what <laughs> it is in Brindlewood to Bay too. Yes. Yeah. So you collect you collect these um conditions. The other way to get rid of them is you can wax nostalgic with one of the other characters, which is you can have a role-playing scene where you talk about something around the topic of the kind of uh damage you took and by like talking about your past and stuff like that with another character and, you know, some of the things that were interesting, interesting to you when you were younger, you can then clear it, which then signals, right? This is love lettering. It tells you that like these character to character emotional moments yeah, of like connecting with one another key to the game. are important yeah. to the game. And then the keys are this kind of they're the kind of ever present threat hanging over the game there it is a counter that is telling you that you cannot spend all your time uh clearing these things like after a while you're going to turn too many of these keys yes yeah so and then bad (laughs) okay another reason you would want to have a other non-physical damage track in your game is because it reinforces genre so if again going back to the idea of reputation or social capital if you are playing a game that is more like a game of thrones kind of court intrigue political maneuvering thing then physical combat may be somewhat important in the game but your ability to socially outmaneuver your opponents, your ability to call in reinforcements in terms of alliances and people allied with you or owe you favors or whatever starts becoming more of that genre. Yes. And when that becomes like the focus of the genre, you want a damage track that keeps pace with that. Yeah. So that you can burn your social capital to get something done, but then have to perhaps... 
uh, help somebody you don't like to build up some capital because you burnt down a bunch of it, that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. And the other thing I think that's important just to mention is that it gives you an option to engage in in some sort of, um, you know, urgency or pressure on the character to take actions um, besides physical violence, right? Um, it, it will guide people into taking actions so that they can keep their narrative agency in the game, right? They want to keep playing the game. They want to keep being able to play their character. Um, and so whatever they need to do to clear that track, it's going to push them towards doing that, right? mechanically like masks does um but it's important just because not every game is going to center a story that is about physical violence and i'll use ox right now which is your game but like physical violence is not the focus of that game at all and i would be kind of surprised if they've ever like actually physically fought something nope like with their Never. fists. That would be weird. Um, not even a part of the game. We don't even have a, there's not even a there's skill. There's not even for, a stat or a skill yeah. or anything, right? It would be really strange. Um, and so it wouldn't make any sense if your damage tracking for that game were only about taking physical hurt in the assumption that you were going to be in combat, right? Yeah, I actually use different constructs that are present in Cortex Prime to represent the things that they uh, try to defeat, right? Like things like, uh, typically use these things called crisis pools. Uh, crisis pools are like ways to mechanically represent things like a forest fire, a sure. fire cane, mm -hmm. um, those kinds of things. And so that is what they quote fight with their super sciences. They fight the fire cane to like, you know, keep it from burning a city down or something like that. But I think the other thing that's important is when you have another damage track in a game that also leads to somebody being taken out, it gets you past what I will call the uh, hammer problem. Yeah, right? it does. When it all does. you have is a hammer, yeah. right? Like everything, everything is, is a nail. nail. Right. Mm -hmm. So if all if the only way you can, quote, defeat enemies in a in a role playing game is by removing their hit points and thus their narrative authority in the game, then every problem you have ultimately ends with beating a character them. to death. Yeah. <laughs> which which for some games is perfectly fine. But as I've gotten older, I don't always want to beat things to death. Yep. And so. When there is like a track for emotional damage or social damage, it then expands into the idea that you can do, you can take somebody out by a well-crafted debate yeah, or a negotiation, something like that. And so then you don't always have to pick up your auto mag and blow a hole through somebody, you can actually do other things, which means that you can build characters to do other things. If the only thing you can do in a game is to shoot stuff, then everybody in the game has a skill or has to put points into their skill to shoot stuff. Yes. Otherwise, they can't resolve conflicts in a game. 
But if you open your game up to other kinds of damage tracks, you open up the possibility to not only other types of ways to solve problems, but you open up other builds of characters. Yes. And that, to me... Really uh, cool. Is, is really yeah. cool because that is what, like, then gives you even more playable opportunities in a game. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I like that, too. Okay. Let's take a few minutes before we finish this episode off and talk about how to make a damage track. Because maybe, just maybe, you have a game that you really like and you think to yourself, you know what? It'd be cool if I had a way to also have a damage track for social capital. Or money. Yeah. For instance, could be money, right? Like those kinds of things. Cool. So um, we're borrowing this because I think if you go back, if you are a patron, and you go back into the misdirected Mark archives, you will find a garage episode. Ooh, an ancient where, garage episode. Where Chris and I go super nerdy on damage. Sure. Like we get deep into the, we get deep into the nuts and bolts of different types of damage and stuff, which is where some of this stuff was borrowed from. But I'm going to just give you the real quick, uh, how to make one, how to make yeah. a damage track. Let's do it. Cool. What's the first thing? Yeah. The first thing you have to decide is, what is it that can be damaged? And this is pretty a pretty key step because this is the thing, deciding what the thing is. What is the thing that you care about for this genre or this story that makes it interesting to track this yeah. thing, whatever it is, money, fame, um, flames, gotcha. I don't know, whatever Good it enough. is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next thing you need to do is determine how will it be represented in the game? Is it going to be numerical? Is it going to be state levels? Is it going to be tick boxes, etc.? Best advice here is that whatever your regular damage track is, yeah. you might want to start with it looking like that and then decide if there's a reason you don't want it to be like that. So yeah. if you're playing Fate and you have a physical stress track and you want to now put a reputation stress track in, that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. The mechanics of the game all know what to do with that. With that. Yeah. yeah. If you were playing D&D and you wanted to add a social or mental stress track, probably the easiest way to tack that on would still be to do numerical countdown hit points yes. from that track, at least to start out with. And maybe as you're playing, there's a valid or a really good reason that it would be cool to do something else, but to just click right into the existing mechanics, usually easiest when you're, when you're homebrewing something and tacking it into an existing game, um, frequently easiest to use the same structure. So building off that before I kick it over to you. Sure. The other thing you will need to do is to determine... Uh, how to set it. So once yeah. you have determined what the track is, you need to determine how to set it. So if it's numerical, like uh, like your hit points, how do you get your initial set? Yeah. Right? If it's just a stress track, then um, it's just an empty track. Right. Okay, yeah. cool. What's the next thing after we know, we know what it is, we know how we're going to represent it mechanically, and we've set the the baseline for it. What's the next thing we need to understand? Yeah, then you have to understand what happens that damages it. How mm -hmm. does it get damaged? Sure. How is it impacted? Yep. Right. 
is it is it is it rolls based on the situation like the damage goes to you know one of these two tracks and you make a call based on the situation that they're in is it um you know split that you know when damage is taken it goes to both places you know what does that look like you just have to determine what makes sense for your game and your story Yep. How is it going to count down or how does it count up? Whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. The next, the next thing you need to know is what happens when it runs out or fills up. That is yeah. what happens when you have uh, either ablated it away or filled the track up. Yes. Are you taken out? Do you die? Do you run away? Can you just no longer use that thing? Like what are the consequences of it? Yeah. And then you also have to know how can it be healed or cleared? Like, what do you do to reduce the impact of that stress track or reduce how much is on that, um, how much damage that thing has taken, right? However yeah, does you represent it, can it. it heal naturally? Yeah. Do you have to do something? Like, is there perhaps an action? Like, yeah. Right. Perhaps, for instance, your social capital one uh, could heal naturally, but it heals faster if you just spend gold. Right. Like if you went around to all your friends and gave them money, like your, you know, political friends and gave them some gold, your capital rises like back, you know, quicker kind of thing. Right. Yeah. How does it how does it come back? Basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's, That's a, it. that is a damage track, right? It, yeah. What is it? How is it represented? What takes it down? What brings it up and what happens when it runs out? Yep. That's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Have fun. You probably cool. don't want to have 80 different tracks in a single game, but, you know, so use, use it, use it wisely. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't, don't go bonkers with it. Like, don't have 10 tracks. Right, but, don't go wild, but and, you can have more than one. Right, and consider things like when fate basically bundles up, like, mental and emotional into just, like, one track. One. Yes. Yeah, like, you can just have that. Yeah. Cool. Good. Cool, cool. I think that's everything. Powell, you'll have to let us know if we resolved your question about masks specifically, but we sure had fun talking about damage. So thank you for the question. Indeed. Senda, before we can get to the end of the show, we do need to talk about another show on the network. What do you got in mind? Um, I was going to tell you about Misdirected Mark Plays, on which you... Chris, Bob, and Jerry play and discuss a campaign that you've created and are now playing. And instead of just hearing you talk about the theory of gaming and game mastering and the games that you have played that no one is hearing, now we get to actually hear you play the game and then talk about the things that you did at the table. Um, so it's full circle kind of from your old exploratory series, which was fun too. And it is now MM Plays. Still MMP, but now MM Plays. I actually like this a little bit more than the exploratory. The exploratory was um, the exploratory was tough in that you played some we were weird, trying to weird teach old games. a game yeah. while playing the game in the yeah. middle of the show. It's a lot easier now with this format where we just play the game for a couple hours, yeah. pull out a couple of interesting topics from talk about it, and then talk about it. So when we're playing, we're playing. Yeah. And when we're talking, we're talking. Yeah, I not trying to do and both. I can only I imagine that for some people it must be frustrating that the AP doesn't come out fast enough. Like there's Me. going to at some point be people who just want to like binge just the play parts together. I respect I, that. Me. <laughs> Me. Sure. So <laughs> like, I respect I respect it. <laughs> but I we are doing like discrete stories. So like yeah. you could wait till a story's finished and then wait. listen to the story. Ah. You expect me to wait. 
What kind of patience do you think I have? I'm just saying. None. I'm just saying. None unless I tell you. Wow. (laughs) And with that, let's get to the closing. Say send away to people find us. I'm just going to leave that there. (laughs) Anyway, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us, um, goodness, where else? In the Misdirected Mark forums, which is forums.misdirectedmark.com. You can find us both on Dice.camp on Mastodon, um, at Idella Mithland or at DNA Phil. Those are the same usernames that we also use on TikTok. You can find us there. Of course, if you are a Patreon backer, you can always find us in the Slack room for life. Um, And if none of those places work for you, that's totally fine. You can always drop us an email. It's panda at misdirectedmark.com and Phil, once they find us in one of those myriad of places, what can they do with that information? Ah, you know what it is. You want to send us a topic, a question, something that you are curious about or struggling with or aren't having fun with in your game. Something that you would like us to shed our many decades of gaming experience upon and see if we can't either explain it or give you a tip for how to make more out of it or what to do to make it work better, be better, less of an inconvenience, whatever it is. Ultimately, we're here for one purpose. We want you to play more better games. So whatever it is that's on your mind, share it with us. We're going to share our insights and experience, and hopefully it's going to be better for you. And when it's better for you, you're going to have more fun running your games. When you run, when you have more fun running your games, you will want to run more games. And from there, the whole thing snowballs into how many games you play and people who get to play and how long you get to play. And then pretty soon you're like an old grizzled walking vet like me who's been playing for 40 years and (laughs) still enjoying actually playing tabletop games. Hooray. I do love playing games. I don't love a whole bunch of other things about, you know, the Twitter of of role playing games and things like that. But boy, I will tell you that I still love the tabletop experience. I will I will run a game, play a game always like that is forever me. I mean, it's the best times. It is basically the thread of my entire life and most and all of my significant friendships all tied to role playing games. Uh huh. Anyway, anyway, I want that. We want that same thing for you. So go back and send us a question kind of thing. Okay, cool. <laughs> if you like what we do here elsewhere in the Mr. Mark Network, consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. You're going to get access to the Slack room for life. There's a bunch of cool people there. You can hang out and talk with them on a variety of subjects. You can hit up our free for all Friday calls. There is a topic. We mostly get to it. Sometimes, most of the time. We are also, it is, it is, uh, it is also a lot of us just kind of sharing our weeks, sharing our experiences. The topic jumps from thing to thing. It's a free for all. It is not a forum. It is not like a Q&A session. It is very much like it is lunchtime. Um, bring your lunch. If you're on the East coast, bring your late breakfast. If you're, you know, on the left, on the left coast or whatever, uh, but come hang out with us. We, you know, always enjoy people hanging out with us. You also get access to the vast library of misdirected Mark back episodes. There are so many, we barely can keep them on the website anymore. We just now have like a big warehouse 13 full of, of past episodes that you can just go listen to at your own leisure. Uh, you can also get access to the children of the shroud documents. That's from our MM plays, uh, including the, uh, I do a short 
solo podcast recording with each story where I called behind the screen, where I talk about what's going on in my head as I'm prepping for the session before it's been played uh, and other things like that. And then at the, I think there's also at the higher levels access to some of our design stuff, Chris's lamp lighter system, uh, my future work on hydro hackers, uh, bamboo hydro lounge hackers in the dark and the bamboo lounge. From oh, the this bamboo show. Lounge, of course. And <laughs> there is an after listen. show for misdirected Mark. Yeah, there is an after show. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anyway, I've, I've gone on and on. Anyway, uh, all those things uh, are part of your patronage. Uh, we uh, deeply appreciate your patronage. It helps us immensely with all of the things that make a podcast network, a podcast network, website, backups, cords for microphones, replacement equipment, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so thank you very much for your patronage. If you're a patron of the show, Again, thank you. If you're unable to uh, patron the show, we totally understand. There is a thing that we are asking all of you, if you could do, helps the show um, in a very important way, requires just a little bit of your precious time, but boy, are the impacts good. And some of you, I know for a fact, are the direct result of this. (laughs) So for some of you, pay it forward. (laughs) What is that yeah. thing said? You could, well, firstly, you could leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice, but you could also tell a friend or tell somebody on the internet who's like, I'm looking for a, um, you know, game, um, whatchamacallit, the thing where we don't focus on a specific game. What's that called? Non-AP or discussion? A game agnostic um, podcast, but about role-playing games and just like talking through things about them. Cool. That's us. Let people know. Someone says that, tell them. We really appreciate that. Um, we really appreciate all of you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you just so much to everyone who has already left a review or has recommended us anywhere. We really, really appreciate that stuff a lot. It makes us feel warm and fuzzy inside when we see it. It's good stuff. Indeed, indeed. Cool. We good? We good. All right. We're out of here. See you guys. What's the question? Oh, right. (laughs) I have taken the condition confused. (laughs) Say, Senda, how do I clear my confused condition so we can properly end the show? (laughs) Um, Cool. I guess you already kind of acted on it. So... This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Hello, hello. You know, I put the Cowboy Bebop um, opening song on my, like, right now playlist. I always end up with a playlist of, like, shit that I want to listen to right now. So I'm back to wanting to say every time three, two, one, let's jam. Yeah. Because I have a whole bunch of CDs that I burned in college that are like half random other anime opening songs and half music from Cowboy Bebop and not a single one of them had the opening song on it. It had really good songs on it, but not the opening song. I I can't think of a more millennial thing for you to say 
that then I burned a bunch of anime CDs in college. CDs in college. Yeah. Yes. Like that is the most millennial statement <laughs> only because the Gen X version of that is I have a whole bunch of mixed Mix tapes. Where yes. like at least my car, I don't have, there is not a single CD player in my house, but at least my car still has a CD player. It has a six CD changer. So the reason that I know this is because I've been putting random CDs into my car. Um, and then my, kiddo has been playing cd roulette when i do the carpool to school in the morning um and then it's just been like i don't know what are you gonna find today and then he flips to something and then it's like you know the escaflone sound <laughs> i had to think about it and i'm like oh yeah my car does have a cd player see right it does and then i suspect i've never tested it but i suspect my playstation will probably play, will play audio cd yeah. yeah i used to have if, I used to have a whole sound system set up in my living room and it had a DVD player connected to it, even though there's no TV up here um, for the specific purpose of playing CDs. But it got used so little that it last time I tried to use it, it didn't even work. And so I cleared out that entire nonsense and I just have a home pod. I'm very much a person so who, much easier. <laughs> I'm very much a person who ripped all of his audio CDs yeah. onto a network attached storage device in my house. I have all of my ripped CDs on a uh, an external drive. Yep. It's just hilarious because I don't even usually bother to no no hook no. That drive I have a, into I'm a streaming service now, so yeah, I 100 exactly. don't do that. Although Google does this thing where it lets you oh I forget how it works. You can it will store your MP3 collection and then download chunks of it to your phone for you. Yeah, like through like YouTube music or something. So I did a thing where I synced my collection to the cloud a while ago. And like now I can access like I can access and download whatever I need uh, to my phone. That's handy. A it's lot of bad. my stuff was um, a weird stuff from that I found and I'm you know, was gifted or I'm sure pirated um, because oh, it was I'm a sure I bunch. There's a bunch of stuff that from Japan because that's what I was listening to. A lot of at the time was all the J-pop, not even really the J-pop, all the anime music. And it was difficult to find in the U.S. in any way, shape or form, let alone in some sort of physical form you could actually pay for. It just literally didn't exist. Bloop. Anyway, we should do the show. We have a time limit today. Sure, we do. We're on a time crunch uh, mm-hmm. because we're recording on an off day. We're recording after you just got back from brunch and I so am tasty. leaving this afternoon to go see Guardians 3. So yes. we are bookended with uh, stuff. So Stuffs. say no more first. Pause to say hello to Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Ryan. I uh, think I still have to get back to Ryan about my availability on the 21st. You do. You do. It, my game interferes. It's Sunday and Sundays are always yeah, Sundays tricky timing-wise for me. Anyway, I do want to actually make uh, Cyberpunk Red characters because I am uh, going to be running that game imminently. Yeah. That'd be, like in anyway, the next couple no, no, of weeks. Okay, but now we need to count though. I know, but I just want to say hi to Ryan. You know, yeah. Hi, Ryan. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Okay. Bloop. Someone is mowing their lawn and I hope that doesn't pick up. I can't, I can't hear it through your mic, so. Yeah, they're not super close to me, but someone is definitely mowing, so that's a here, whole thing. Here we go. Are you yeah. ready? Yes. Bloop! Ouch. Wow. I guess we don't plan, just to reiterate, we don't plan these at all. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. I don't. Hilarious. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. Collect Sorry. yourself. I, was that too mean? I Not don't. at all. Okay. And in fact, wait till the next second. Okay. Oh, no. Bloop. In masks, uh, your main form of damage is taking these kind of emotional states. And there are different ones in the game. Uh, and I think they're like, oh, shit. I'm just going to go look real quick. Just go get masks. Sorry, okay. Ryan. Hang on. I'll Sorry, be quiet. Ryan. Yep. I'm going to write down the timestamp. Bloop. Show me what you got. Show, Show me what you got. got. Show, Show me what you got. got. Show, Show me what you got. A brilliant recovery <laughs> by me. <laughs> brilliant, I tell you. It was pretty good. <laughs> It was pretty good. Good in a good in a pinch. 